You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. seem like the perfect time to release a television series of the Punisher, right? It's so topical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I feel like Jeff was already broken. I was going to say, I think I just broke him, but yeah. you came into this somewhat damaged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like Frank Castle, except that this this uh, this series killed my family. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so what, you're just going to go around killing Netflix shows? No, I'm going to cry about it and mope for 13 hour, 13 one-hour episodes. Oh, yeah. You know, that's... Oh, well, first off, I'm Chris. I'm Logan. Hey, I'm Jeff. And, uh, yeah, like, I was so proud of the show initially because I'm like, they're skipping past the origin. They're just like, fuck it. This is the tail end of him murdering all these mobsters who was involved with killing his family. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's great. Marvel's finally listening. We don't need to see the fucking origin story over and over again when everyone knows it by heart. Like, you know, I mean, they even made it a joke in Spider-Man that nobody wants to hear his fucking origin story. It was also largely rehashed in Daredevil, too. So chances are you've seen that as well. But this spent every 20 minutes, he would wake up after seeing a dreaming his family getting murdered for like the entire length of the show. Or or if I could make a, a brief observation is they were like, well, nobody cares about Frank Castle's origin story. But, you know, we've all been claiming clamoring to hear about microchips origin story in in exquisite detail for a long time now so there you go I guess that to some degree, you know, your average person, like I, I've read some Punisher, but I couldn't even begin to tell you what Micro's origin story was. I had no fucking clue. And he's really like, with the exception of the awkwardly crowbarred in Karen Page, he's really the only other major character in this thing. Oh, I see that Agent Madani was so forgettable that you've already forgotten well, about which her. One was Agent Madani? She's the, the oh, yeah, she was yeah. the Homeland Security. Oh, yeah. was like, <laughs> she was kind of forgettable. You sorry. Yeah, uh, no. In, I, in, in points, I, I still, I, actually, I thought she was one of the stronger characters in the show, mm-hmm. besides from from the Punisher. From well, I mean, like a lot of it. You're right. A lot of it just try and focus on her, but and she just ended up by the, by the end of it. You're like, wow, you were there was no reason for you even to be here. Nope. Like in the pl- terms of the plot, you really didn't serve any purpose except to have someone else for the show to go to. Well, or, the, 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 you, you need you needed someone on the side of, of law. You needed a lawful good person mm-hmm. in there, and she had to play that role of lawful good. Whereas you know Frank Castle is is chaotic good or, or chaotic neutral, chaotic neutral, whatever yeah. you're, you want to say. If we're gonna play by D and D terms, then sure, sure, yes, yeah. I uh, just don't. I mean, I don't think that there's any i don't know if we're skipping for i don't know your format chris i don't know if we're skipping too far forward well, this here, is full-on spoiler okay so, okay that's good but I, I just i don't feel like there was anything that the madani character brought to the table that you couldn't have just shoved on karen page that you couldn't have made it karen page is investigating this weird conspiracy about the military and about this arms deal in kandahar and how it all went bad and make her the thing and that way you cut down the number of characters because you've got frank castle microchip karen page madani the PTSD vet guy whose name I can't remember. Uh, oh, the uh, guy who the guy who was there entirely to go like we feel like we need to say something here about vets shooting people. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Russo, and then the guy that that runs the the veteran group. Like yeah, you know, all these characters and. 
if you would have pared that down a little bit, of course, I don't know. I got I was tired of microchip by like three episodes in. I, so. <laughs> I, I don't agree. Actually, I, I really like that that character actor for one thing. I think that uh, he's one of those guys I've always found to be very interesting. Ebon Ma- Moss Bacharach, uh or Backrack. Uh, <laughs> Did you say Elon Musk? And- Elon, Elon, okay. Ebon Moss. Oh, oh, okay. I know, it does kind of feel <laughs> it's like the Kmart version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I don't know. I find Micro was pretty interesting in this. In fact, in a lot of ways, he was more interesting than, than the Frank was, because Frank has just kind of got one gear. Yeah. You know? And I liked that dynamic of Frank's kind of becoming friends with his wife, and there's clearly kind of an attraction, at least on her level, forming there and watching Micro kind of creepily watching it and getting pissed off was was kind of amusing. Yeah, but also, why would, well, and, and to go off on this tangent, why would you put your, this guy that's kind of protect that you're working with in this position to where you know that, like, you're, this woman is suffering and he's there as a kind of strong male character to kind of, like, fulfill a point in her life? Because why are you dad, doing yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, what, he didn't really have a lot of choice. I guess there. So. I guess not. And it was kind of like he, he kind of got thrust in the middle of that thing when he made the mistake of trying to approach Frank in the sort of way, like, aha, you'll never find out who I, <laughs> oh, wait, you're in the room, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know. Uh, um, I, I, at, at its heart, I feel like this whole series has a, a, a real structural and conceptual problem, and that is, can like the, the the Punisher is a guy that goes around shooting criminals, mm-hmm. and I think that we live in a day and an age where where you would either have to have some big nuanced balls to tell a story about a guy that kills, you know, because like in the comics, I feel like there's some interesting stuff to be done about how like. The NYPD is technically tasked with catching the Punisher, but they don't really want to because he's making their jobs easier. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like there's this weird push and pull. I love the push and pull between the Punisher and Daredevil. Daredevil being a law and order, beating people up, yeah, people there's the very Punisher. specific rules you don't break. Right. Except for ninjas. You can kill as many <laughs> exactly. as you want. But, um, <laughs> but, and they, so they, but I feel like you would have a real issue where, Frank Castle is walking down the streets of New York and sees a guy jacking a car and then shoots him in cold blood. Mm. That nowadays that would have it would it would have a different ring to it than it used to. You know, in the eighties comics, where we were just like fucking New York scumbag criminals, kill them all, whatever. But that's the thing is that they've got to keep in mind the the cultural climate right sure. now. It's shootings going on all over the goddamn place, right? And as well, keep this guy a hero. You know, an anti-hero, but still a hero. So what is that line that he can't cross that will still keep rooting for him and not feel grossed out by the fact that he's wandering around shooting people? And the line is pretty much the one that Garth Ennis got to where he's like, he doesn't bother shooting guys or Jack in a car. He might go and like threaten them, but so is Spider-Man, you know? It's like he he kills the bosses, the worst of the worst, the total scum, you know? I I guess for me, it just started to get – it's it's like you start with the step of common criminal – and then I feel like Garth Ennis fixed that by being like mobsters. It just yeah. we don't care about the number of mobsters. Frank House can shoot as many mobsters, and we're all just going to be like Meh. mobsters and com- yeah, there'll be some or, like, mobsters cartel. and really corrupt government guys, right? Things, things that we all hate. So right, yeah. but now we've moved into the into the defenders villain of just like faceless military goons. Yeah, like for all the paramilitary. Time- 
Yeah, all the all the stuff that they all the work that they did about talking about how sympathetic it is for soldiers and following orders and what does this mean and blah 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 blah. And then at the end, these these private military contractors who ostensibly are just people. We see them earlier where Russo gives the speech about like you're tired of being shit on, you want a good job. I got a good job for you. Come work for me. We do the jobs and blah 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 blah. And at the end, those guys all just get shot by Frank Castle because they're because they're essentially doing their jobs trying to catch a fugitive and outside of that he doesn't really do that much punishing like yeah. he doesn't really kill that many people and that's one of my main problems with a series called the punisher is that it's more the strict like like hand <laughs> smacker i think it's 11 <laughs> it's 11 episodes before he even spray paints a, a skull on his well he, yeah. armor he had armor. one before yeah, the yeah. Thing is he's like well i'm done punishing i'm gonna go get a regular job and act yeah. like i've got mental problems <laughs> right just <laughs> when i think you're out you bring me back in because you know what i actually really like the first episode the first yeah. episode of him like i finished i'm putting this all away and i just want to go bang on this wall with a hammer until i die but oh no these guys are in this construction site. They're dragging this poor kid in on their schemes, and I'm going to go bail him out. And I'm like, that's great. That was the Punisher. And yeah. then from there, it just devolved into this. I totally forgot about that whole story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by, by, by the end of episode 13. I mean, Dang. it's certainly not a Punisher story in terms of your average Punisher story, but I do feel like it's a, a type of Punisher story that's been explored before in the comic books. Sure. So I didn't really have an issue with that. They had to find somewhere to go, and they were definitely trying to some degree play it safe, like I said, with the cultural stuff. Like, okay, you shouldn't be going around on the street shooting criminals. Sure. We, and we want to... We don't want to, like, there's been a lot of criticism with the Marvel Netflix shows about feeling like each season was actually two seasons, you know, where yeah. it's like just kind of splits up. Like, yeah. I, I thought the first half of Luke Cage was great. And then the second half is like, wait, what's happening? Why yeah. is this? We spent the whole first half building up this criminal. And they're like, oh, no, there's a worse criminal. Don't worry about that guy. He's dead now. Yeah. Uh, this one feel, felt more like, okay, this is one continuing storyline yes. that we're dealing with here, which I, it was just a lot more cogent in that sense, uh, building steadily to a point not really having plateaus in the middle so much. I, I, I totally agree. I, I, this did feel like much more kind of singular, cohesive narrative, but it still suffers from the same problem that I have with almost all the rest of the Netflix Marvel shows is that they need to be about four to five episodes shorter. Yes. Like they're, they're way Absolutely. too long. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I think that there are definitely superhero shows out there being done right now that are fine the way they are. Like, I actually love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think it's yeah. like, and that found the three arc season for 22 episodes and that's what works for them but for this type of show the very serious the very dark netflix thing they should be like nine episodes yeah and, and you can fit in plenty of character building you can fit in pretty interesting stuff in in there uh, within those nine episodes i, I found myself today uh, like watching this show uh saying that it was really only by episode 10 or so which is the one where they're kind of showing the different perspectives of, of all the different people during the the heist in the hotel that was yeah. a very good episode that was no, a very that, good episode that was the best yeah. rashomon episode yeah, yeah. exactly like the, yeah. the, to me, that was the best one. Uh, that was the first one where I, I didn't catch myself checking my phone every few minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and and I was like, okay, well, why did it take ten episodes to get to this point where I'm like, okay, I'm invested. I'm interested in, the, in what's going on. I, I, mean, don't, I don't feel like it should have. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and and uh, I'm sorry, Chris. I'll, no, uh, go, the, go right ahead. The, uh, the, I've, I've, had a more, I've had more and more issues with the Netflix shows as they've gone on, specifically because of you talking about like getting to a point where you're looking at your phone and you're not watching the show, is that by, you know, people might say that, oh, well, this is all just kind of harmless, they're just padding it out. But the problem is that when the pace is extended like that, I start to, I start to zone out. And so I'm just like all this time you're spending trying to make me care more about these characters actually works in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, is, 
is Microchip's son doing bad things at school? Yeah. What show is this? Is this The Punisher? Or like, or if that's a thing, maybe it happens one time and then it's resolved instead of being kind of this thing that drags the yeah, entire I mean, the show. that was to make Frank even more step into that those shoes yeah. of being a dad figure, a, a husband, a, a proto-husband figure there to comp- overcomplicate that situation. Sure. And I get it. I mean, I didn't feel like they went too far with that. Like I said, I like the micro story. I was more annoyed with A, Karen Page, who once again is like, <laughs> we've we got to put somebody from the other shows in here, so why not Karen Page? I was kind of surprised Rosario who, Dawson didn't show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is the An first insert a romantic relationship with Frank Castle. Exactly. She does it with, every, <laughs> with every single character. Uh, but yeah, like Paige, like seemingly they're trying to show her as the the compassionate, compassionate conservative. Uh, I'm anti gun control, but you know I'm still reasonable, still packing type character. I'm still packing. She's but. like Frank Castle's professional hostage. That's yeah. what she's done in both <laughs> seasons. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and like I said, Diana was the actress who played her was fine. Uh, Amber Rose Rava, but it was just no. That's uh, Madani. Oh, oh, yeah, Madani. Yeah, Dinah Madani. Oh, I thought we were uh, talking about Karen Page. No, no, no. I'm saying oh. moving on. To oh, okay. Like, she I'm was sorry. fine. I thought she was sorry. good in it, but I also went, so why do I care about this? Yeah. The main issue I have here is that why in the fuck didn't you come away for Ben Barnes's character to have a pseudonym that he's been going by for the whole first half of the show before they do the big reveal? Oh, he's evil because his name is fucking Billy Russo and every comics fan knows he turns into Jigsaw. Sure. And they try mm-hmm. so hard to sell you on, dude, this is the one guy who's awesome. Mm-hmm. He, when he comes in, he and fucking Frank are going to be a great team again. It's going to be wonderful. And you're like, no, they're not because he's Billy Russo. Mm. Why didn't you find a way to, to like change that? Like if you're going to play it up for surprise, then maybe you shouldn't have like spelled it out for everyone. He's going to be evil. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as someone who, who hadn't read the comics since I was in, probably in middle school, you know, I don't remember necessarily him being Jigsaw. So mm-hmm. that didn't immediately register with me. But at the same time, I knew he was going to be the, the, the main villain. He was going to be the main antagonist that he was, that Frank Castle was going to be bumping up against. I mean, that, that's just the way they, they laid that out. Traditionally, unless you count Spider-Man, uh, yeah. uh, Jigsaw is Frank Castle's major nemesis, gotcha. which is to say, I'm kind of sick of seeing him in adaptations of Punisher so far. He has become the Lex Luthor of the Punisher series where you're like, I swear, Punisher has other villains out there, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think uh, the problem is that most of the villains that come to mind for me are from uh, uh, Garth Ennis's run, and they're goofy. You're talking yeah. like Barracuda or the Russian or right. Manucci, right? Who are who are kind of jokey characters, you know, d- d- darkly humorous characters in that. But yeah, I don't really know much. I, that's that's also my main touchstone for uh, the Punisher is the Garth Ennis run. So, so they do uh, that thing that. Drives me a little bit crazy when you're like, okay, so the twist is going to come, and the actor's whole performance suddenly changes drastically (laughs) when after the twist, where you're like, wait, we're seeing this guy in private moments acting all like, God, I'm so worried about Frank, and then after he's like, ah, we're going to kill him. You're like, no, that doesn't make sense in retrospect. It's not like he just figured out he was evil, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wait, wait, I felt Barnes was like, am I? Am I evil? Yeah. Am I the bad guy here? (laughs) Ah, shit, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Barnes, you know, is like just such a good-looking guy. Anyway, I mean, he is just like you know, he's a guy. If he walked into a bar, most of the ladies in there would turn around and go, "Damn, who the hell is that?" He's a striking gentleman. Yes, he is. And like you know, it just seems like such a shame to fuck his face up like that. (laughs) I don't. Again, I don't know if I need. Like that weird one-off scene of him just kind of like fucking with his junkie mom mm-hmm. in the hospital. It's like I already 
I already think this guy is a bad guy. Like, he's working with the CIA guy. Well, yeah, they wanted to show that, like, oh, but he did come from a huge... This is why he's bad, because he came from such a bad background. And also, it made him crazy, because who else, no matter their background, would do that to an invalid like that? Yeah. You know, I wanted to show he is truly insane. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm glad they didn't keep coming back to it, which I was afraid they were going to do. If that was going to happen, like, every other episode from, like, the second half on, that would have been... Yeah, much. Been like much like the flashbacks that Frank keeps having every time he goes yes. to sleep. So, yeah, yes. which was my number one problem. I was like, we get it. Honestly, <clears throat> we all get it. Once, I, maybe twice would have been fine, but it's like thirty times. <laughs> well, yeah. and then I was thinking about it today, and <clears throat> those flashbacks then lead to what to me is one of the most inexplicable moments in the entire show, which is this weird like my I'm boning my wife in heaven. <laughs> While getting beat up, and then, like, I'm going to die. Should I go bone my wife in heaven? No, I need to kill this guy so much. And so now I can't see my... I can't bone my ghost wife anymore. And it was like, cause it was, it was shot completely differently than the, than the dream sequence. You just have to play Unchained Medley and she'll show right. <laughs> and you know, this what this black background. And when it first started, it's like Frank Castle's getting punched. And then it's just like this weird Vaseline on the camera lens, like yeah. having PG sex with your wife. And so Frank Castle is in Red Shoe Diary. I, yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere. And in my experience, that's how you develop a kink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. To me, I just felt like th- there was no part of there was no part, or I didn't get as enough of this whole like I want to die so I can be with my dead wife. Like right. if that had been really hammered home as not because his his motivation seemed like I bring these guys to justice, not like. I'm going on these suicide missions to try to be with my dead wife, then that would maybe make a little bit more sense, but I just felt like the whole thing was all over the place. Like it was it just didn't really have a good through line and for a show called The Punisher, there wasn't enough Punisher and there wasn't enough punishing for me. Yeah, but. I mean, like, I felt like they were trying to do the same thing with, in response to that, that, with him that they were doing with the first season of Daredevil, where it's like, we're not even going to put him in the outfit till the end of the show. Sure. And it's really kind of, and I feel like even though this isn't an origin story, it also is. It's him, like, you know, he did the thing, because we're all tired of seeing him, like, you know, it's like, it'd be too predictable to do the thing where he just is killing the mobsters. And it's like, oh, here's a twist. Mobsters was an ordered hit from a government organization thing. You're like, okay, so now we'll deal with that, I guess. Mm. And a little weird to see C. Thomas Howell show up, practically announce, I'm going to be a big heavy this season. Oh, fuck, I'm dead an episode later. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, like, I don't know. I actually enjoyed watching it in the sense of looking at it as sort of like a second origin. Like, we need to get him to a different place than he is in the comics. That's as a good As relates point. in the rest of the Netflix universe. We need to put him somewhere else. A little bit different, and this show is about getting him there, as well as creating where there's someone who deeply hates him. Yeah, so. I I don't know. I feel like they could have, if they wanted to go in that direction. I don't know. I um, I don't know. I I think that my major problem with this, and my major problem, the reason that I'm I'm really just on the verge, if they weren't for free, of stopping watching these Netflix shows, is that they all seem they're all starting to run together into an identical pattern of like. You got your main guy who's got a tortured or girl who's got a tortured crazy past. You got their sidekick. There's their their you know the the antagonist the guy in the chair, the cop, <laughs> the 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 law. You know, like their friends, and that the, it's I almost feel like these things are starting to be written by 
just like a Mad Lib. It's like a committee yeah, well, thing. It, sell, it felt so when it started, like, wow, this is so outside the formula we've right. seen before. And now it is the formula in and of itself. They wasted no time going, this is the way that you write one of these. Yeah. And they should all feel kind of similar. And I'm like, isn't that kind of defeating the whole point? I mean, I get that someone's a little scared that they're a shared universe and people go like, that doesn't even feel like it's in the same world. But yeah. you know what? Whatever. I don't care. I mean, like, could one of these have been a comedy? Like, like, could one of them have been funny? Like, do they all have to be the exact same? Or do something where, like, something really wildly unexpected happens that throws that character into, you know, part of the Marvel Universe that is not a place they normally go. Sure. Like, let's see fucking Daredevil end up on the astral plane or some shit. Or, yeah, <laughs> Frank Castle goes to California. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, try something a little bit different. I mean, starts I feel a food like truck. These yeah. were, I felt like these were fine until Legion came out. And I was like, dude, the bar is way up there now. Yeah. And y'all are going to have to step up if you want to, like, even be in competition with that sort of thing. I mean, even Agents, of, the last two seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, The Gifted and, and uh, The Runaways are all putting out better stuff. Stuff than the last several Netflix series. Oh hell, I enjoyed Future Man more than oh, this. I, to I be honest, like I, I mean, it's good. It's not, it wasn't great, but at least it was at least it was shooting for something different. It wasn't as just kind of by the numbers um, as as this. But well, I, I think to go back to your point, it, it is good that 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 there are, are those other programs out there that are kind of again raising the bar because mm-hmm. that means that everything is getting better. All the Marvel stuff, despite its flaws, I mean the the, the Marvel Netflix stuff has been really excellent TV. I, I would mm-hmm. I would say, you know, and and so like high production values. Yes, exactly. Else. And we wouldn't have gotten that if if there weren't other shows out there, kind of again, kind of pushing it along or kind of like fighting against it. You know, and I did feel like this is heading back in the right direction. Yeah, like it's breaking away from the like the the, the program that's been going on ever since uh, Daredevil season two, which is that so like half season smooshed together uh like you know what i mean like, yeah. like two major villains one sure. doesn't even show up till the episode before the halfway point like all that shit i mean like i, I felt like the, in retrospect the only seasons i think are 100 percent great are jessica jones and the first daredevil yep right? i 100 agree yeah. yeah but everything else has been flawed and steadily getting more flawed as it goes along mm-hmm. i guess defenders was a bit better than iron fist but not by a sizable margin yeah but punisher is the one that kind of it's heading back up it's almost at a daredevil season Season two uh, level for me, where I'm like, okay, this isn't well. For one thing, you don't have Danny Rand walking around everywhere, yeah. which is enough. <laughs> yeah. What were they thinking? Yeah, I, I kind of feel like like the, like this show, the 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 high points in this show were definitely better than than Iron Fist by a, a wide margin. And the, I thought the action was filmed really well here, and it brutal. was absolutely. It, 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 I just wanted more of it. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the, 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 I wanted the, way the, more the, of it. The, the best part of this whole of, of the Punisher series is watching Frank Castle just be a freaking badass. Mm-hmm. And there were there was maybe only a, a handful of, of opportunities where that actually was happening. Other, the rest of the time, it was sitting in front of computer screens or talking about family issues, or like, you know? or like, assumably near death. But you know what, night nurse or no, this is the Marvel Netflix show, and everyone's fine in a day. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and John Bernthal is perfect for the role of Publisher, uh, the Punisher. I, oh, yeah. I would have never really expected that prior to Daredevil, but uh, he, he's done such a great job in that. Uh, I don't necessarily think that he, that this they, they, they've shaped it in a way where he can kind of hold. His carry his own series right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like he he should be a heavy integration in another series, kind of like Daredevil, but maybe with less courtroom drama. Stuff. You know, More, I I agree. It felt a little like okay, everybody loved Punisher. I guess we're which was never the original plan. I guess yeah. we're doing our own show, and I still like I said, I enjoyed this more than Luke Cage. I enjoyed it more than the Defenders. I enjoyed it more than obviously Iron Fist, but it still felt a little like y'all are pushing it. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I would prefer to see him come on again. Somebody else's show as a major character than yeah. get another season. All on the exactly. 
Um, and, and, well, maybe he comes on Iron Fist and just kills him in the first episode. <laughs> just bang. So there, now I'm Iron Fist. Woo! Best show I've ever seen! <laughs> I'm still just so mad about that. How did y'all fuck that up so bad? I mean, just outrageously fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I was rooting for Iron Fist, too. I really wanted it to be good. I did. It's fun. one of my favorite comic book characters. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, oh, man, this better be good. And yeah. no. Yeah. I mean, I get where they were coming from. They're like, oh, because he's kind of bratty in his way, and, like, he's rich but irresponsible, and, like, you know, like, okay, but then they got, like, a fucking surfing bum to do it who can't act at all. Oh, at least one thing you'll say for Bernthal, <laughs> even though some people have said he just barks his way through the whole show. It's like, yeah, he's the Punisher. <laughs> right, right. Which I, I will say, like, one uh, the the second best thing about this whole Punisher series is there's a lot of, like, dude screaming in mm. this. You know, like, John Bernthal is freaking great and just... <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the, the last scene with um, what's his name? Uh, the, they're having the big fight in the merry-go-round, and his oh, screaming yeah. while ben he's Barnes. getting his oh, face messed up is like it's, it's blood curdling. It's, yeah. it's terrifying. But it's there's, messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's a messed up scene. I kind of think though, if they were going to do that, if they were going to turn him jigsaw, like don't don't cut tease season two. Do it to him halfway through season one and give him a real vendetta against Frank, so we can have like a real showdown because. Honestly, the whoever the CIA director guy, like he was also just kind of a cold fish through the entire show, and then at the very end, he's just like, oh, "Fuck yeah. your face, all to death!" Like, just turns weird in a moment. I you know, like the thing that you wouldn't have expected that would have really worked is even with keeping his name, where this whole season. They actually get together and they start working together and they're friends and he Ben Barnes' character is a good guy. Yeah. And the bad guy would be the boss we kept flashing back to. You're like, there's no way Clancy Brown is dead, right? It's Clancy Brown. He's right. got to be alive and secretly evil manipulating this whole thing. So I kept waiting for that. Mm-hmm. So I really felt wildly disingenuous, that twist with Ben Barnes' character. It's like, okay, well, that was a dumb idea. Like, make it something happens in season two. Maybe he gets fucking, I don't know, a shard of, brain, of like glass in the, his head and it drives him crazy. Oh, hell, well, you, you guys remember that in Daredevil season two, the Punisher's or he's he's not really a, a murder machine. He's got a brain injury that makes him into a crazy murder man. <laughs> like, right. Um, also, I am not going to stop. I am not going to I'm not going to stop harping on this until Netflix does something about it. But I'm I, I take points off of any show from here until the end of Netflix shows. If they can't figure out something that's not a hoodie to put these heroes oh, in, every one of them walks around like a hoodie, makes them invisible to everybody. Frank Castle's got a face that's been on the news, and he's just, he's just like, oh, I thought you were dead. It's like, there's a million closed circuit TVs in New York. You just, uh, this hoodie, they'll never recognize me now. I got this hoodie Let's on. Let's do that but. trick that we've seen in a billion other shows where they reach up under their chin and they pull up <laughs> and it flashes for a second, and then they're like, wow, that face was fake. That actor, you were like, whoa, who's that? I can't believe that actor's on here. It wasn't. It was Frank Castle. Dude, yeah, that's why you grow a beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah like you know, that'd be a great appearance for one of the real Marvel heroes to fuck with people. You know, you get Chris Hemsworth to come on, like it'd be like for like twenty seconds. They're like, "Whoa, it's the Warriors!" No, it's Frank Castle with Oh shit! <laughs> He's a master of disguise now, you guys. I mean, that's kind of been Frank Castle's thing before. Yeah, he's sure. done that shit. He's, he's kind of he, like he's man. he's a uh, creative dude. He is. Yeah, he can. yeah. I mean, in his way. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I just I don't know. I. I think the closest thing that I've seen to to the Punisher would probably be something like uh, I would rather see the Punisher more like uh, uh, Leon, the professional, yeah. than the, the, you know this very kind of I don't know. At, at least they shot some people though, because uh, it's been five or what six Netflix series where 
everybody's shooting at everybody all the time, but then nobody actually gets really all that hurt. And yeah. They're just punching Once each again, other, unless so. you're a ninja, you pretty much are, are pretty safe. You're right. Some right. broken bones and shit. And uh, I don't know. It's weird. Even the comics, I'm always like, you've got this really strict code, except when it comes to ninjas and you don't even explain <laughs> it to anyone. You're just like, nah, fucking ninjas. Fuck you ninja. fucking <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. Except they, <laughs> except in Defenders, they even turned the ninjas into just guys with guns. I know. They weren't even ninjas anymore. <laughs> they were just dudes what got guns in New York. And, uh, and like, they didn't even disintegrate properly. No. Like, they, like in the comics, they're self-cleaning ninjas. They just leave behind a fresh minty scent smell. <laughs> That's right. Kill them. Actually, now that you mention it, um, some of the one of the my favorite parts of Daredevil season two was the interaction between Frank Castle and the Kingpin when he was in jail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think bringing the Kingpin in might have been might have been a better you know at least some kind of callback. Because that's the other thing that gets a little bit weird about when you have all these shared universes, I guess, is the fact that, I mean, Karen Page knows something's going on with Frank Castle, but she also has, like, Daredevil's number on speed dial, yeah. who could call Jessica Jones and be like, hey, can you tell me if Frank Castle's still alive? And then suddenly those two run into each other, and it's like, oh, shit, you yeah, know. There, I, there was very, very little crossover in this. In yeah, fact. the least of any of them yeah. so, so far. I like, you know, Karen Page, of all people, we were like, does anyone really care that much about Karen Page? <laughs> I, I like, like what she's done in the series. I, 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 she's, she's been fine in this, but yeah. yeah like, I mean, it, she's okay. I think she's fine as an actress. It just, yeah. it, like I said, she feels a little crowbarred in, like, we gotta have a yes. character from one of the other shows. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if this would have been the one I would have chosen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I always said just go back for Rosaria Dawson and once again have her fall in love with me. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's flighty. I, I I love Rosaria Dawson as an actress. I'm so fucking sick of seeing her in these Netflix shows. <laughs> yeah. just like, she shows up and I'm like, oh, god damn it. She's What's your nurse? deal? What? <laughs> she's the only nurse that can patch up Frank Castle. We all know this. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, Frank Castle apparently is just like he heals by force of will. I mean, there's oh, one man. of the scenes here. He's taking a shot in the shoulder. He's a shot in the stomach. And like... 24 hours later, he's fucking fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? Yep. <laughs> I mean, even with Daredevil getting hit, you were like, okay, Daredevil didn't really have an enhanced healing thing. I mean, like, yeah. like Luke Cage, Iron Fist, like even Jessica Jones, they've all got kind of a healing thing going on. You could buy it. I mean, and fucking nobody gets fucked up worse than Jessica Jones. She's in a coma for like a week or some shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, but like Frank Castle takes like, 16 bullets starting this thing and he's fine hours later he's like oh that was a restful nap the well, bullet just popped right out even mm-hmm. after he was getting tortured in I guess episode 12 or whatever yeah. you know he was like fine within he like tortured the fuck out of hours. him he, he should be in a coma yes exactly but but he got a drill and so it's okay yeah that's all yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those like I can take it but it's like we want to see it brutal yes we want to see it graphic yes but let's try and stay within the bounds of plausible for a character who does has no healing factor of any kind well i think um for my money the the perfect uh, counterpoint is john wick because john mm-hmm. wick does get shot in john wick and they have a scene where the doctor stitches him up and then says here are some pills but this is going to mess you up if you decide to use this and then of course they don't have him like doing flips or anything after that there's ways mm-hmm. to do it you don't yeah. have to you know but they just they got to get that shocker shot of his face all fucked up because he's been getting beaten on for a long time where yeah, I, I mean, it's just was, what was suspending my disbelief and all that? I still enjoyed all that. I thought, especially the last couple episodes of this, from pretty much the hotel scene on, were tight as shit. Uh, but it did. You're right. There's a big block where you're like, shouldn't he be shooting people by now instead yeah. of like playing like checkers with a kid um, mm-hmm. or whatever? I, I just it, it once again it suffers from the thing they all do. There's that Pacing too many issues. fucking episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that that sense of filler. And yes, we do. I know it feels disingenuous when we've complained in the past about like, man, we need some characterization. Why should we care about this person? But 
you can do that shorter than they're doing it in these. Yeah, there are, there are elegant ways you can make that happen exactly. in a shorter period of I mean, people do it in two-hour movies. You damn yeah. sure could do it in eight hours of television. Oh, hell, I feel like you get a lot of really good characterization on Game of Thrones, and they only focus on, you know, each character for a few minutes each episode, yeah. Yeah. and it's fine. They just have a lot more characters. Um, yeah. They also didn't crank this one out in what was it like three months or whatever that it took. It them seemed to... like it went pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it was it was not on the schedule initially. Yes, so they, they had to fill that one in there. They're already filming Daredevil season three right now. Oh yeah, yeah. with uh, the return of Kingpin. Oh, oh sure, I'm grateful for personally. I, I'd rather see a Jessica Jones part two uh, I, before. I still that. think Jessica Jones was the best of all of them. Me but too. The problem is with Jessica Jones. What do you do after Purple Man? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's her major villain. That's the greatest Jessica Jones storyline, one of the few. You know, anyway, uh, from Alias, he's such a perfect villain. It's such a great story in and of itself. It's like it's like saying we should do a sequel to The Dark Knight Returns. And obviously that turned out to be a shitty fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> it was just this self-contained thing that was perfect as it was. And I'm kind of like, Jessica Jones, what does she do other than have a kid with Luke Cage at this point? Yeah. In the comic books, you know? I don't know. But I would like to see them figure out something. If they could find something really good to do with her, I'd be excited. Absolutely. I, I think I, Kristen Ritter is a tremendous actress. Yes. Like, just have such a... Like a crush on her skill. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She's one of those people you're like, there's just something about her like facial expressions. You're like, I wish you were my friend. Yeah. <laughs> we were out drinking together and you saw some, some asshole walk by and you'd make that face and say something really clever, snarky. And I'd be like, I love you, Jessica Jones. I'm so glad we're friends. I'd help enable her alcoholism. <laughs> Wait, what is this? Is this the Punisher review? Or Chris, one day, Chris, uh, uh, Jessica Jones and Chris are best friends forever. <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel like I am. I'm Jessica Jones in some ways, except for all the superpowers. Oh, it's sure. Snarky, and I drink too much. Yeah, you drink and, too much, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah I smell bad a lot of the time. It's, you know, it's pretty normal. That's a, my favorite thing about about Mar- about this whole franchise is when they're like, "Look at Jessica Jones. Isn't she gross?" And I'm like, "No, she is hot as shit. You can put her in as many dirty hoodies and slobber it on her desk, alcoholic as you want to, but she's." A really attractive woman. They're just yeah. like, Ugh, you're so gross. Like, I haven't Jones. slept in three days, and I haven't showered in a week, and I haven't eaten in two days, and my hair is perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's pretty normal. And you still managed to put together a cute little outfit. Yeah, yeah. it's adorable. Yeah. Well, she pretty much has the same outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it just looks good on Yeah, uh, yeah. On it, it works for her. All right, sorry. Back to Punisher, but let's yeah. just say, let's go to final thoughts. Logan, why don't you lead us out with your final thoughts and your arbitrary rating? Uh, final thoughts. Uh, it, it's an overall thumbs up for me. Uh, I did like it. It's it's not as bad as Iron Fist, but it's not as good as Jessica Jones or uh, the original uh, Daredevil, of course. But um, again, John Berthold is, is, I want to see more of him, and so I I'm, I'm okay watching, even if it is 13 hours of it. It's definitely thumbs up. Um, out of this, I think I'll give it seven uh, homemade spray-painted chest plates out of ten. How about you, Jeff? Um, I think there are about three really good episodes of a TV show in here. And that's a shame because that means that there's ten hours of, like, mediocre filler to me. And some of that filler gets close to being good TV. And some of that filler is just like, I could do without it. But to be honest, this whole thing could have been streamlined into um, a four issue or a four hour mini series instead of 13 hours. And that's really the thing that bothers me the most is that you have these characters like Madani and, and Karen page. And in some cases, all of microchips family where yes, they're there for a reason, but would you really have missed them if they were gone? Would you really have missed it? If they cut out the entire PTSD guy, 
plot, if his friend who runs the support group wasn't there, if Karen Page was gone, because it's a show about the Punisher microchip, and if you just had a few episodes of that, and some really bombastic action, which I like when they do the action, it's great. I wish this whole series had been the first episode over and over again of Frank mm-hmm. Castle trying to have a life, and then the scum of New York keeps dragging him back into the life of the Punisher. Yeah, it ends every episode like the original Incredible Hulk with him walking off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I would. I would totally take that. Yeah, I would totally take that. Um, so as it is, I'll give this uh, four out of ten teased battle vans that never actually became battle vans. Yeah, they got a van and microchip and the Punisher. Come on. Yeah, uh, I. I don't know. I think maybe a lot of it was because I was just expe- – I was expecting this to be bad. Yeah. And I didn't think it was bad. I think it's definitely heavily flawed and I think it's it's Marvel fixing some stuff they've been fucking up and still continuing to do some of the same fuck-ups they've been doing with these Netflix shows. Uh, but overall, a little – you know, just having John Bernthal as your lead goes a really long way into keeping your interest for sure. And um, I, I feel like – we're saying a lot of the same things every other critic has been saying about this on the whole, with the mm. exception of some people that, you know, obviously we could have a long discussion about the the culturally problematic stuff in the show. I just don't want to. Sure. <laughs> you know, it's like, yes, we know. There, there, there are plenty of other was, venues well, and formats. Yeah, I was about to say, well, Chris, nobody's having a conversation about that right <laughs> exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> like, you want to hear about that, you can go somewhere else. We're, we're, we're dorks. We're talking about whether or not we had fun watching it. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I like this. I mean, almost one of the things I like Ben Barnes so much in this. I felt like I did like betrayed on a personal level when I was like, you didn't, you really didn't want to go with them being fighting together and being okay. I was like, that was lame. I really pissed me off more than anything else here, hmm. you know, and, and the whole time telegraphing it. But, uh, yeah, th- this is, it's okay to good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It just should be great. Yeah. We've already, there's been how many, three other Punisher movies so far? <laughs> You've had like, there is a hell of a fucking series of worksheets to start from here. Yeah. It's not like, you know, Daredevil or something where you get the one movie and that's it. You're like, okay, this has been tried multiple times. We know you can do this. Well, but and action we, movie with shooting guys is not a hard genre to, to look at. I'm to, like, why yeah. didn't you get a fucking, uh, what's his name? Gareth Evans, the guy from the Raid movies. Oh, Pay him sure. whatever the fuck he wants to yeah. come in and do a Punisher series. Hmm. And they actually, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Marvel is actually talking with him right now about doing something. No one knows what. Okay. Hopefully killing Iron Fist and saying, that was never Danny Rand. Here's the real Danny Rand. And now he's actually going to kick ass and not whine about it constantly. Well, one thing I'm but, happy about for sure is that Frank Castle's finally getting the group therapy that he needs. Oh, I know, right? He's like, isn't that what we all... It's like, is this show liberal or conservative? I can't tell. But yeah, I give it a 7 out of 10 uh, group therapy circles. So, there you go. Yeah. That's just... That's awkward, right? Did anybody <laughs> – was there anyone in the world that wanted to see Frank Castle gratefully sitting in on a, a PTSD therapy group session also, and well, not have a secret plan to kill everyone yeah. there? Also, <laughs> if, if you're in that group therapy session and suddenly Frank Castle comes in there, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> the- well, you're also like, well, shit, my problems are – Gonna seem really lame by comparison. (laughs) I'm just gonna shut up right now. I I, I don't know. Halfway through the series, they show his face on the news. Everybody knows who Frank Castle is, the Punisher, armed and dangerous. Do not approach this man. How is he gonna get coffee? How is he gonna walk from the subway? He's wearing a hoodie. Oh, he's, oh, I forgot about the hoodie. He's invisible. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. He's like, like, oh, who's that? Yeah. Oh, is that? I think that was Luke Cage. He's got a hoodie. Are you sure? I thought it was Danny Rand. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no, I no it's Frank Castle. It's Frank Castle. Frank yeah. Castle. <laughs>